This first reading has traditionally been understood by the church as alluding to the passion and death of Jesus. Let us test the just one. Let us find out what he's really made of. When he's tested, what will come out of his heart? How will he respond? Will patience and gentleness come out? Or will something else? Let us test the just one. And we know what comes out of the heart of Jesus when he is sorely tested. Patience, gentleness, forgiveness, even of those who are killing him, mercy, a greater outpouring of love, and many other virtues that are talked about in the letter of James. One of the most common experiences of our Christian life is what we can call relational testing. Because it's mainly through our relationships that we are tested. And other people can sometimes bring out the best in us. But let's be honest. They can sometimes bring out the worst. What God is doing constantly in your life and in my life is He is giving us new hearts. And now, thanks to Jesus, we know concretely what that means. It means to have a heart that is like Jesus. And this takes us right to our gospel. I love how the gospel of Mark will speak about Peter's home in Capernaum as the home of Jesus. I love this. Jesus was so intertwined in their life. He was part of every detail. And Jesus, because we are his disciples, Jesus does not want to be compartmentalized and just delegated to a small little moment of the day or maybe an hour sometime in the week. Jesus, like these disciples, he wants to be part of everything. And so Jesus says, so what were you talking about on the way? To have a relationship with Jesus where he is so intertwined in our life, where at any moment he can say, so what are you thinking? 
What about that anger that's in your heart right now? Can we talk about it? Why were you critical toward this person? Can Jesus at any moment of the day just talk to us and bring something to our attention? This is so beautiful. And notice it's not to condemn them. It's not to get angry at them. It's an order to reorient their hearts. It's to continue that work of giving them a new heart. Because what was coming out of their hearts on the way, what James calls jealousy and selfish ambition, that's what was coming out of their hearts. And so Jesus says, so what were you talking about? (laughs) Can you imagine? They probably all looked down at that moment. Because you and I know that everything looks different in the presence of Jesus. You know, to have the relationship with Jesus where everything is exposed to his merciful gaze, everything is open to be transformed and to not be afraid of that. And so Jesus shows them what's moving in their hearts because by his example and by his teaching, he wants something new to come from that same heart. And notice what happens after the resurrection. We know, for example, that John and his brother James really struggled with this pride and selfish ambition, they asked for seats on the right and the left of Jesus in his kingdom. And notice after the resurrection, notice John is more humble. He's always letting Peter be first. He's deferring to Peter. He's no longer jostling for the first place. Something has changed in his heart. Something different comes out of his heart. I think about my, my relationship with my brother. My goodness sakes, we would get in such fights and we would never apologize unless mom made us, of course. And I'll never forget when my brother, he was 13 years old, I've shared this with you, when he became an intentional disciple of Jesus, when Jesus became part of everything in his life, he started apologizing to me. And I'm going, where is that coming from? He would never do this before. He was receiving a new heart. He was allowing Jesus to change his heart. And then he started doing acts of kindness just randomly. Wow. 
what Jesus can do. This is why it is so important for you and I to have those quiet moments with Jesus where we can better hear him and where he can get our attention and he can say, let's talk about that jealousy that's in your heart. Let's talk about why you reacted this way earlier today at school. Let's talk about why you have such a critical attitude toward this person. Last Sunday, I had one of those such moments. And this can happen during a walk, a quiet walk that we're having. This can happen if we're sitting on the porch or in the sunroom with a cup of coffee with Jesus. It can often happen if you're making an hour of adoration and just being there in the presence of God with Jesus. And Jesus said, let's talk about what's on your heart today. So last Sunday, I sensed that Jesus was urging me to go see my nephew, my godson, who's going through a very difficult time. But I had planned that day I had two options. I could watch the Packer Viking game or I could go on a long hike. And both of those appealed to me. And when I sensed this urging invitation of Jesus to rather go see my nephew, a battle. And I could tell I was attached to my own plans. I did not want to give it up and to do what the Lord was asking. So before the Masses last Sunday, I had this special time with Jesus and adoration, and we talked about that. And he was basically saying, like he said to the apostles, what is that I'm seeing in your heart? Why are you struggling to do what I'm asking? And as Jesus and I talked through this, I was able finally to let go of my willfulness and to surrender my will and go see my nephew. And I was able to do it joyfully. I was so free. When I was there, I didn't even think of the score of the game, even though I was tempted to ask. Jesus gave me a new heart. Something different was able to come out of my heart because Jesus had permission to point it out to me and then to help me to change it. Now here's the key, and this is what I'll end with tonight. You and I have learned from experience that we don't grow very well if we try to change everything at once with regard to the things that we'd like to change in our life. It's always better to focus on one thing. Tonight or sometime this week, what is that one thing? Yes, Jacob. Yes, that's wonderful. See, he's already thinking about it. What is that one thing that you and Jesus can focus on that you will be intentional about in your prayer, 
in your walks, in your relaxing in, this, in the easy chair, or in the time of adoration, or at Mass, what will be that one thing that you give Jesus permission to be part of your conversation? A place that you open to His grace, and little by little, you and Jesus, I and Jesus together, we allow Him to change that one thing. Wouldn't that be beautiful? If we gave Jesus that kind of freedom and we just focused on that one thing this week and the next and the next. So to reassure us of his presence, Jesus comes to us now in the Eucharist. He wants to spend the whole week with us. He wants to be part of everything. Let us open to that invitation and let Jesus walk with us so that he can give us a new heart. Amen.